1: and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au.
2: Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode.
0: Good morning,
1: Robert and Nasser.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning.
1: Morning, boys. The A-team's back. We need that theme music.
0: Dun, 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 dun. Yes. It's been a while. and I'm
2: excited about this because it has been a while.
0: Full house. Back, back together. So uh, now, now the listeners are going to expect something really Really special. You really know? special. So, well, like, last week was fantastic. Yes. Yes, it was really fantastic. And, uh, and I would like to start by saying big thank you to all our listeners and those who donated, those who called us during the Radiothon, before and after. And uh, we raised uh, $2,530. Fantastic. Thanks to the generosity of our contributors and listeners. And also I want to mention the Mashni family, who uh, donated uh, the Was uh, there more than one chunk. Mashni? More than one Mashni, yeah. No. And Kamal. <laughs> Kamal Ahmed Mashni called. Ahmed Yusuf. And now, uh, I. of course... Uh, <laughs> The dear uh, Khalto. uh, She didn't call as well. She did call. I was in Tasmania,
1: Well, I shouldn't have
0: called. (laughs) So, Great supporters. (laughs) Lovely supporters. And uh, really, I want to um, tell them that we are really grateful for the support. Without this, uh, uh, it would have been really more difficult to uh, do the show for this long. So, uh, we're looking forward to another good year now. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Nasser, um, um, we have a few topics uh, this episode. Uh, what do we start with?
1: Um, well, we're going to talk about a number of different things, but first we'll hear from um, Shams Musa, who's going to tell us about an activity this weekend.
2: Good morning, Shams. How are you this morning? Good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Now, tell me you have a very important Palestinian event coming on this Sunday. Tell us a little bit about it.
3: Absolutely. Um, it's called Melbourne Says No to the Sale of Palestine. It's um, we're calling it. The Palestinians are calling it the Black Day because Palestine is not for sale. Now the Palestinians and Australian supporters of Palestine will be gathering this Sunday to voice their loud and clear rejection for that shameful workshop, so-called deal of the century, called by the United States. The workshop aims to establish the principle of money for peace, and this will be held on the 25th and 26th of June 2019, despite all the strong and firm rejection of the Palestinian leaders, leaderships and the people. Um, So we we will be going out to tell the world that this conference is widely... Rejected by all Palestinians around the world, and that um, and Palestine is not for sale. We'll be holding the Palestinian flags, and a plain black flags only.
2: Okay, now where, where can people find you?
3: I will be at our State Library.
2: State Library the, on the steps, as uh, many of the. It's Watson uh,
3: Street.
2: Fantastic. Thank you very much. And what time what times it going to be on? Uh, it
3: will be at 2 o'clock.
2: 2 o'clock. Like 2 o'clock
1: Sunday the 23rd in front of the State Library. That's tomorrow. That's correct. Perfect. Fantastic.
0: Thank you, Shams uh, Musa, and uh, we hope uh, that um, uh, some of our listeners will uh, turn up. Will join o- us there, hopefully. And yeah. Go- and uh, good luck uh, with the upcoming event. Thank you, Shams Musa.
3: Thank you.
0: Yes, wide and loud rejection by all Palestinians to the upcoming uh, workshop in Bahrain, which will be held early next week uh, under the title Peace and Prosperity in the Middle East. So, Nasser, uh, uh, it it, it's very important uh, to voice our rejection as a community mm. and also as supporters for Palestine.
1: Oh, no, we, we absolutely don't accept that anyone, that we're not even there. People are talking about our prosperity and our liberation and in our, whether absence. Or in our absence and whether or not we're ready for statehood. I mean, we're now 26 years coming to 27 years since the handshake of the late President Arafat uh, uh, on the lawns of the White House. And we're still talking about whether or not we should have statehood. In the meantime, President Trump has got a new settlement named after himself and then mm-hmm. recently annexed and recognized Golan Heights to, uh, to Israel. Um, the embassy has moved to um, Jerusalem from Tel Aviv, even though uh, you know, all of the world rejects uh, Jerusalem as the capital of, of Israel. <coughs> We've got the ambassador, American ambassador in Israel saying, of course, um, Israel is going to annex um, the settlements in and around the West Bank.
0: And this is the person who said that uh, there's no occupation in uh, West Bank. So even the word occupation offends him, Freeman. Mm-hmm.
1: We should also say in and around the Jerusalem, but also all of the Jordan Valley. Yeah. So what, what's left then is, you know, the Bantustans of, of South Africa, just little um, reservations where Palestinians can self-govern, They no currency, no control of their airspace, radio spectrum, currency, birth register, death register, on top of which we have the continuing concentration camp situation, the largest open-air prison in Gaza. In, in Gaza, now in its 12th year, 2 million people, 1 million of them under the age of 18, denied the right to freedom of movement, um, and, and so many things. I mean, uh, interestingly, in mainstream media, only a week ago we had the story of um, a five year old Palestinian girl who had uh, terminal cancer. She was cleared for treatment into uh, Jerusalem. Both her parents were denied um, uh, access to travel with her.
2: This is a five year old.
1: She was five years old. Mm. Um, her parents were denied uh, uh, access to travel with her. She went with a stranger to have uh, her brain operated on. She came out of surgery crying, screaming for her parents. Nobody was there for her. She went into a coma, was delivered back to her parents, and died four days later. I mean, uh, so the girl Aisha Alulu, she ended up making it back to um to Gaza, but she was in a coma at that point. So her parents received her after her operation in a coma. She never regained consciousness, and, and died in Gaza some four days later.
2: It's just horrific that they won't, wouldn't allow the parents of a five-year-old child to go and visit or go and be with their child mm. during well, this time. Her, fa- is her father is
1: under forty, and if you're under forty and a Palestinian male, then you're deemed a potential se- uh, a terrorist, or you know.
0: But they're actually, I think, they're doing it on purpose to inc- to inflict more uh, pain on the Palestinian family to hopefully, uh, from their end, break the determination of the Palestinian mm-hmm. people. Well, so this is it, systematic, yeah. uh, inhumane treatment well, uh, of uh, Palestinian patients.
1: Look, it's the, per- the perpetuation of apartheid, yeah?
0: Mm. I'm, I'm
2: in shock with that, that
0: and, story. And, and what's uh, more painful is that Israel uh, uses uh, this uh, treatment and, uh, for cosmetic uh, reasons and to introduce itself that uh, while uh, the Palestinians uh, hate us, we respond by love and we accept their patients in our hospital. So yes, Nasser and Robert, the context is what we, the so-called deal of the century. And look at this fancy title that the uh, Trump administration gave for the additional Nakba for the, another Balfour declaration, which is much worse than any other and former um, offer made uh, to the Palestinians to end the conflict. In like Nasser said, it is um, just a lousy uh, offer to accept the current uh, status quo and reality and to forget about uh, self-determination, to forget about sovereignty of any political entity because we cannot call it a state. There will never be a Palestinian state. There will never be a Palestinian sovereignty over their territory, Mm -hmm. whether in uh, Gaza or in uh, West Bank, not to mention, the uh, Gaza and West Bank uh, uh, together. So the idea is the current situation, let's improve their livelihood, let's give them some job opportunities, and this is for the people in the, under occupation, and then they can normalize their presence with whatever Israeli uh, government wants uh, to tell them. And the Palestinian refugees will just forget about their right of return, and we will ask the Arab countries that host them, especially Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, to just uh, give them full citizenship right and give them more job opportunities. And the money, the money that is required to create this job opportunity will be coming from rich Arab countries. So even the Americans are not paying anything. They will get the Saudis and the Emiratis and the rich Arab countries to fund Uh, projects in Jordan and Lebanon and maybe Syria future to just assimilate the Palestinians there and to forego their right of return. Now, of course, of course, the Palestinians, I mean, I cannot think of one single Palestinian who can accept such uh, a concept. And like Nasser said, it's like uh, a wedding without uh, the bride. (laughs) <laughs> you're just <laughs> inviting everybody yeah. without without the uh, the bride or the groom and therefore uh, the palestinians worldwide they have launched a um, very active uh, social media uh, campaign under the hashtag in arabic al-Bahrain, uh, which is which translates as down with bahrain conference under which there are so many activities in palestine and around the world and in this context, our event tomorrow is uh, another uh, another uh, uh, loud cry against the upcoming conference in Bahrain. So it's important
2: to get to, to these events, to get along
0: and show your support for Palestine. Yes, and let's remind uh, the time is 2 o'clock tomorrow and the State Library.
1: And we should also say locally in Bahrain there's an initiative... Um, from the locals to fly Palestinian flags above their homes, which Fantastic. is a, a, a great act of solidarity.
0: I also want to really give the credit of the uh, Bahraini Civil Society. There is an umbrella that's called the, bah- the, National, the National Assembly, uh, I'm trying to uh, translate literally now, National Assembly of Anti-Normalization, under which there are 18 civil society organizations, and these people not 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 many in terms of their uh, 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 members, but very active, very firm, and very um loud in their rejection of and one thing one thing they said is that history will not forgive Bahrain for having its name associated, associated with such a shameful mm. shameful deal, so not in our names, and one thing they wanted to do is to show. Uh, solidarity with the Palestinians and to hopefully uh, seek our forgiveness like what they said uh, that they will fly the Palestinian flag on every Bahraini home during the uh, conference. I
1: mean this is you know a a perpetuation a continuation of Edward Said's work around Orientalism you know this concept that they can determine what our peace would be without us being present. Mm. you know and, and when we talk about the dehumanization of the Palestinian people to to the you know relegated from the role of their own story where they they're the authors we mm. have to read about our story that somebody else wrote for us mm. we have these you know you know a couple of the famous quotes from uh, Golda Meir you know uh, Israel's favorite daughter you know she, things that she would say to dehumanize us things like when peace comes we will perhaps in time be able to forgive the arabs for killing our sons but it will be harder for us to forgive them for having forced us to kill their sons. <laughs> They've had no problem. I mean, mm-hmm. you only have to go to the, the Gaza border to see um, what, what Zionism has created uh, uh, and what they are prepared to do to our sons. And, and that's
0: then, that's that's one thing uh, Gideon Levy spoke uh, mm-hmm. in details about and the three moral, moral barriers or walls that the Israeli society uh, lives uh, behind. One of them is that they really, really think – uh, that they're uh, that that the Palestinians are subhumans. Mm-mm. They are not as humans as they are. Not
1: the same level of humanity. No. And then and then and another.
0: justifies whatever they do to uh, us. Yeah, yeah. That's this, how they can do it as well. It yeah. enables
2: them to do it.
1: And you, you know her, her her next most famous one is you know peace will come when the Arabs will love their children more than they hate us. Mm. As if you know we we we're prepared and we don't love our children. We just send them send them to to yeah. their deaths. And, and this sort of um, uh, despicable mindset and dehumanisation, and and sadly, what they've been able to do, Zionists, with uh, dehumanising us to such a level, is perpetuate a new anti-Semitism. The yeah. old anti-Semitism we've already known. You know, the old anti-Semitism was the stereotypes and the tropes about global cabals and and uh, conspiracies. In in fact, anti-Semitism is generically. Christian disease, and it's predicated Mm. on the fact that... And
0: more more European. Well,
1: Mm. Christian-European, but it's Christian because the Christians blamed the Jews for choosing uh, Barabbas Barabbas over Jesus Christ. When Pontius Pilate said, you can choose, you know, on the Day of Atonement, I'm going to give you one of these um, Jewish prisoners to set free today. You can have have Barabbas, the rapist, the the murderer, or Jesus of Nazareth, and the Jews said... You know, it says in the Bible, "We'll take um, Barabbas," and so the the Christians throughout that time blamed the original this original sin, and this is where the perpetuation of anti-Semitism uh, has its foundation, and why the Catholic Church was silent during World War II when Hitler was committing the the, the mass atrocity of the Holocaust. Um, it's a it's a fundamentally Christian. Uh, European disease. That's old anti-Semitism. That it's the Jews' fault. That you know they're not like us. They they're taking our money. That the blood libel. That um, Jews were kidnapping children and using Christian blood for Jewish sacrifices. This, this is the old anti-Semitism, and despicable. Still exists today. Let's not let's not move away from that. And should be con-
0: condemned absolutely no yeah. Yeah. In, the, in, the, in the
1: in the in the loudest possible voices, but. The new anti-Semitism, which has been defined post, you know, the likes of Golda Meir and Abba Aben, are uh, things about where criticism of Israel or criticism of Zionism is the new anti-Semitism. Mm. As if Israel and Zionism represent uh, ins- all
0: Jews. Uh, uh, and are inseparable. So uh, mm.
1: Israel, Zionism and Judaism are one, you know, the, one, the one holy thing. trinity. The three yeah. are one and of the same. Um, I and mean, it was just not true. And yep. we know this because many Jews are anti-Zionist. Mm. Many Jews are anti-Zionist. There's many, many Jews that don't believe the State of <coughs> Israel should be in existence. And there are many Jews who believe in the State of Israel but don't want to, don't, don't uh, in, in the right of Jews to self-determination, mm. but don't and will not sign on to the occupation or to what...
0: Um, the denial Israel, of Palestinian statehood.
1: And, and Palestinian right of return, mm. Palestinian rights. So what's happened though, sadly, is that... Um, Israel's friends throughout the Western world have increasingly been adopting the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance definition of anti-Semitism, mm. which equates...
0: Uh, the criticism of Israel. ...is, is new anti-Semitism, mm. that any mm.
1: criticism uh, of um, the state of Israel or of Zionism is, in fact, anti-Semitism.
0: Mm.
1: When, in fact, you know... Uh, and one of the canards is, you know, you don't, you're not criticizing Iran. Hold on a second, we're boycotting Iran. You know, it's on yeah. you know UN resolutions. We're about to go to war with this is one of North, the North most, Korea.
0: One, one of the lame uh, lame examples, e- yeah. examples where they say, "Well, look, Israel is not the worst." Uh, you know, you're not talking about North Korea. You're not talking about Saudi Arabia. You're not talking about Iran. Why Israel? And the idea is that there is an international agreement on the rejection of human rights violations in North Korea, but when it comes to Israel, Israel presents itself as a democracy. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the, a the contradiction. Different rules. Yeah.
1: But uh, as if we don't. As if we don't talk about the atrocities as if we, let's not doesn't happen in Kashmir or West Papua yeah. or, or Saudi Arabia or in Sudan. We do talk about those things. The reality, all, none of those countries espouses to be part of Eurovision, espouses to be a Western-style Or introduces freedom.
0: itself as you know, the guardian of uh, democracy in the Middle East.
1: On top of which none of them and is getting number three of and half-
0: the, 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 the the Western civilization.
1: On top of which none of them is getting three and a half billion US dollars a year, a
0: year in aid. I mean yeah. so you know And the uh, guarantee of military supremacy. Yeah, let's let let
1: let let's, let's call it as it is. If it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, fair chance it's a duck. Yeah, you know. duck them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a month ago we had Germany pass, as, as, we, as we know, uh, an anti-BDS law calling it anti-Semitic. Um, and Australia just recently became the 33rd member of the uh, International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. So we're, we're you know...
0: Maybe not too, not too far in future. We might see something similar here in Australia.
1: Well, I, ho- I hope we don't. I mean, we had 240 Israeli... Uh, and German professors. Mm. So, uh, you know, these are professors, 240 of them, sign an open letter calling on Germany not to enforce the letter. Mm. This is not, you know... You know, with the greatest respect of the three of us, you know, normal peoples. (laughs) These are professors, 240 professors, yeah.
0: But none of them plays Arabic keyboard music. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, just to put it in context. To put it in context, yeah. But also, uh, the head of the Jewish Museum in Berlin had to step down.
1: Peter Schaefer, yeah.
0: Yeah, in in light of this kind of uh, really huge campaign. We should talk about that
1: that concept of... um, you know, free expression, free thought because, you know, that's what democracy is all about except, you know, mm. in Israel. He's a German guy, a Jewish-German guy, director of the Jewish Museum of the Berlin Foundation. All he did before the law was passed, he tweeted or shared an article out of a left-wing German magazine saying the law shouldn't be passed.
0: Mm. And this was enough And for that was him. enough for this level of intimidation? Well, for him the, the, to the, yeah.
1: the You know, the phone calls, the faxes, the... And God the,
0: knows what he had to go through, yeah. The system. <laughs> so they do it systematically. The level of intimidation is really strong uh, so that you, whoever thinks of doing or saying something that could lead to the criticism of Israel develops a level of c- censorship. And if God forbids uh, he or she does something on this line, then, you know, uh, t- they t- will unleash this wave well, I mean, the, the, of the re- intimidation. So Different
1: running parallel to the um, new anti-Semitism is anything to do with anti-Israel, anti-Zionism. Mm. So first, if you're a goyim, yeah, not a Jew, we've got to, t- we've got to call you an anti-Semite. Criticize Israel, you're an anti-Semite. Mm. If a Jew criticizes Israel or Zionism, then there's a psychosis. Florida. You're a self-hating Jew. There's, yeah. you, there's a problem with your brain. um we can't, We have to discount you. Listen, the rest of the world, don't worry about this guy. He's obviously a nutjob. He's, nut just, job. I he's mean, not well. The, the, you know, yeah. she, she's not well. He's not well. I want to read um, Dr. Sarah Roy, who's a, 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 an academic, and uh, we've had her here in Australia once before, probably a decade ago. She wrote an open letter to the German government, um, and she's the child of Holocaust uh, uh, survivors, and um, her father survived from Auschwitz, uh, he was the only survivor of six children, and her mother was the only uh, daughter to survive. She never met any of her uh, relatives because they all were exterminated in um, in uh, the death camps in in germany and and she writes and i 'll quote here it's difficult if not impossible for germans to criticize israel embedded in his statement in this statement is the belief that Germans should never engage in such criticism and he insists upon it And she says, well, if your history has imposed a burden on you and an obligation on you, it is to defend justice, not Israel. This is what Judaism, not Zionism, demands. Your obligation does not lie in making Israel or the Jewish people special or selectively excusing injustice because Jews happen happen to be committing it. By insisting on treating Jews as an exception, you are weakening us by making us a kind of anomaly, an intruder, a negation of Europe. It makes us more vulnerable to and unsheltered from the racism and the true anti-Semitism now resurgent throughout the world. Your sense of guilt should not derive from criticizing Israel. It should reside in remaining silent in the face of injustice, as so many of your forebearers did during and after the Holocaust. Mm, Very powerful. Very strong words from Dr. Sarah Roy.
0: So uh, on this note, I might uh, just give a quick mention uh, to uh, uh, Shiraz uh, Bouzid, uh, a Tunisian um, uh, human rights uh, activist uh, who uh, took my article that I wrote uh, last year about the incrimination of Nakba denial and uh, uh, did some really remarkable work in Tunisia in trying to Uh, hopefully uh, get the Tunisian um, um, parliament to pass a law to punish the Tunisians who deny Nakba. And I guess um, one thing I want to, in in, in addition to thanking Shiraz for for her uh, tireless efforts that she has done during the last year and currently doing, Uh, In addition to that, I want to uh, highlight that when we say the incrimination of Nakba denial, we don't necessarily want to score political points. This is the least you could do after 71 years of having this wound open, still bleeding, because it's ongoing and we see different faces of Nakba in uh, in, in different forms and shapes. Uh, Because of the continuation of statelessness and exile, it's not a political issue. It's a moral issue. And for somebody to say, well, hang on, uh, the Palestinians were nev- were not driven out of Palestine uh, forcibly. They left by choice. Uh, or to say that uh, the creation of Israel was not uh, by force. It was just an event that, you know, we things were out of hand for a few months and then the result was uh, Israel. I think this person on, 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 on a moral issue uh, uh, need to be held uh, responsible. Absolutely, I agree. Bring it on. So, Nasser, we have uh, three minutes to go. Um, well, then, then very, quickly
1: we very quickly we might just tell uh, our listeners about uh, Professor Fork, uh, who's coming, Richard Fork, who used to be the special Rampontoya to the Palestinians. Who is, is a Jew? He's a Jew. Yeah, Speaking uh, of uh, you
0: know, self-hating Jews, you
1: know, well, he is. A, according to the Australian <laughs> Jewish News, he is a self-hating Jew yeah. and you know a conspirator and a disseminator of falsehoods. But et somebody et he
0: holds a very high-profile position. Well, right? he's a
1: professor of uh, uh,
0: emeritus of international law from
1: Princeton. Yep. So he's yes, coming. Uh, well, he's coming to Sydney. That's right. He's going to give a couple of talks. One of which is in the state parliament. Um, and it's been convened by the New South Wales Parliamentary Friends of Palestine. Mm. Um, Beautiful. He's, he's also giving a talk at the um, uh, for the Sydney staff for BDS at the University of Sydney. So that's all. Both of those activities are being supported by BDS Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dates: uh, uh, the fourth of July mm-hmm. um, and the sixth of July. So it, is,
2: is there a chance of a, an interview?
1: Um, I, he's actually here on on a personal matter, but then made himself available for for a couple of speaks for us. So. We'll try, it'll be, I, it'll be great
0: if we speak to him on the it'll show. Be fantastic. Perhaps yeah. we should
1: have done this not actually on air. No, no, <laughs> no because oh, we're, we're,
2: we're all sort of saying that we're, <laughs> we're going to do it <laughs> <laughs> because he's, you know, he's done well, some fantastic work. He,
1: he's done some fantastic work, and if you remember, what our listeners will remember when we interviewed uh, uh, Professor John Dugard, who actually um, preceded uh, Professor Richard Falk as mm. a, um, special rapporteur to the Palestinians in the occupied territories in Gaza, uh, occupied territories in East Jerusalem, excuse me. Um, so, the um, Australian Jewish News has um, given free air to the uh, Davir Abramovich on the Anti Defamation Commission, who's written to the immigration minister asking him to refuse or revoke the visa. Um, the Australian Union, uh, Union of Jewish Students has uh, written to the Vice Chancellor, Michael Spence, to protest the uh, upcoming speak. Mm. Um, so, free speech is okay. Benny Gantz can come, you know, war criminal. Uh,
0: and M- even Benjamin, w- yeah, white nationalists, uh, white, white supremacists. supremacists. Can come, but uh, UN officials or yeah. uh, experts on and, and, the, the, the absolute yeah. expert
1: professors, Princeton University, yeah, yeah. Ivy League,
0: yeah. and also uh, let's not uh, forget uh, Bassam Tamimi, the Palestinian uh, uh, advocate and the father of Ahed Tamimi, and uh, the Palestinian poet. Early this year, also who was denied entry, so uh, the list goes on. So that's coming up. Um, what else?
1: And uh, on the 16th of um, June, just six days ago, we had the 11th Olive Kids annual dinner uh, where we managed to raise close to $140,000 on the night for Al-Amal Orphanage in Gaza. Uh, We sponsored 65 children. Uh, We've still got 35 children that need um, sponsorship and that's $50 a month tax deductible and you can foster a child who's an orphan in Gaza. For details, olivekids.org.au, olivekids.org.au. It's an Australian registered charity and you can tell all the nations that over $2 are tax deductible. So if you're such inclined, olivekids.org.au and uh, support some uh, orphans in Gaza.
2: Beautiful. That's great. That uh, finishes up the show for this week. We'll uh, see you guys next week and all our listeners.
0: Yes, and the three of us will be there next week? The three of us again. Yes. Until then. Until then, have a great time. <laughs> Salam.